0: CJ, what is a colony?
1: Well, the technical boring um, uh, definition would be an area or country under some type of control of another usually distant country. Uh, Or in other words, you know, not not self-governing. So Puerto Rico. in, In essence, yes. I mean, there's a lot of different words that you'll hear in certain conversations, such as free associated state, commonwealth, territory, all this stuff. But at the end of the day you know it's it's in fact in its truest essence a colony
0: literally literally
1: yeah you, you all you have to do is look at la junta you, all you have to do is look at you know who where the power derives all you have to do is look at the exploitation the, the the extraction of 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 capital both you know in the form of money resources and labor and people and you'll see wow this this fits every single definition of of a colony
0: that's that's what it is. And, and I think that when we talk about a colony, it's important to understand that it is a matter of power and, and who has the power. When we talk about Puerto Rico, the power, the sovereignty, the supreme uh, authority has always been outside of Puerto Rico.
1: So let's talk about the powers, right? I, I, I would break it down to two uh, into three main categories. The the geographical power, the political power, and the economic power. And all you have to do is break it down in those terms and see who's benefiting, and you will see that Puerto Rico does meet this definition of, you know, a, I would call a modern day uh, colony. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, based on, you know, like education that we got, you know, in the U.S., you know, we you, you think of the, the original 13 colonies, you're thinking of pilgrims, stuff like that, but no, yeah. Colonization is, is, is still alive and well, and, and it actually adapted to, to survive uh, in, in today's uh, world. Um, so when we look at Puerto Rico's geographical power, um, who's benefiting, right? I think a, a perfect example is the, the military occupation in Puerto Rico. I mean, look at Vieques, you know, still battling, trying to get uh, with, with, with what happened with the Marines there for many years there. Um, we look at the political power. Of, of of Puerto Rico is does it derive from you know Puerto Rico's government? No, I mean the the true power in Puerto Rico actually comes from Congress. You know we're talking about D.C., you know a distant foreign place relative to to Puerto Rico. And then we look at the laws, like ley 20, 22, You know uh, uh, the the economic power. We, we, we see what's happening uh, in Puerto Rico and and in, in, in capital being exported off the island. Right? You got you got. You have this what, what some would call an, an industrial colony, where you have foreign investors coming, setting up businesses to either manufacture, produce some kind of service or product, uh, export it out of Puerto Rico, and then those profits don't stay in Puerto Rico; they go somewhere else, either to the U.S. or some other foreign place. So, I mean, you look, you look, you look at those power dynamics, and and very little actually is 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 being determined by Puerto Rico itself.
0: I think that's an interesting way to break it down in terms of those three categories, and I just want to add on. So, I. Or, or I just want to add on to what you said because militarily, Puerto Rico is essentially um, a naval base by the really the end of the 19th century going into the 20th century, right? And when we see this, the shift in a colony going from being under the Spanish Empire to now the United States Empire, Puerto Rico is geographically perfect looking toward the Atlantic looking south to Latin America, looking um, west to Central America, and north to the United States. So it's mm. essentially a naval base, right? And it becomes the most militarized place on the planet mm. per square mile. And it's no coincidence that once we get into um, World War One and, and later on into World War II, um, the militarization of Puerto Rico is is just a frequent and really omnipresent thing on the island. And we see the expropriation of land um, throughout the islands, especially um, most highlighted, like you mentioned, with Vieques. And, and, and what we see in Vieques is literally the expropriation of people. We see um, a, a concerted effort by the colonial government, as well as the military, the Navy, trying to take people off of the island of Bielka, so it can be used as a strategic outpost, so that it can be used as a military training ground, um, where it's essentially a laboratory for the newest um, technology and weaponry. So I, I I think that that's a, a key in 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 talking about a colony, right? It's the power dynamic. There's the colonizer. There's the colonized, there's the colony, and then there's the empire, the metropolis, the colonizing nation, whatever you want to call it. And militarily, it's utilized as a place to experiment for the exportation of war.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned Vieques yeah, because, because it is it is a good example of resistance, which is always present in, in a colonized place uh, or, or people. Um which brings me to my next point, where, it, within a colony, you know the, the it becomes clear, or another earmark of it, I should say, is the idea of freedom and independence is perceived as a threat to that colonial power. We see this play out in Puerto Rico in the form of the Gag Law of 1948, which is essentially a piece of legislation that that pinpointed, targeted. The idea of, of, of independence, the, the, the idea of, of a Puerto Rican nationalism, it, it was almost used exclusively to persecute and, and, and suppress in, in the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party and the independence movement. Uh, so, so why why would the idea of freedom be be a threat? You, you get what I'm saying? Because the
0: colony serves a purpose. It's of national interest to maintain the colony. Puerto Rico is the most important colony to U.S. imperialism It's utilized as such To this day Correct You know And I think that That political control That paranoia that you see Within You know Las Carpetas The The COINTELPRO, um Just this This Fervent Repression Of the independence movement Is uh, An example of how serious they took any resistance to the status quo, which is colonialism. I think that that it's important that we understand that politically speaking, democracy does not exist in Puerto Rico. That's a farce. You know, they they, they always talk about the American citizens of Puerto Rico. You know, these politicians come up and always... Always mention that, you know, the American mm. citizens of Puerto Rico. But they, they forget the second class part. They forget the colonial subject part. They don't like to talk about that. That makes people feel uncomfortable at the reality of the fact that Puerto Rico has been exploited for centuries on end. It, it is telling when people talk about a post-colonial world when we live with real life colonies in the present. And it's not just Puerto Rico. Because we're not the only colony that exists. But I, I think that, that what we see really since PROMESA passed is just this entrenchment of colonialism. That the Puerto Rican people do not make any decisions on the economic matters, on the political matters, on the military matters, on its economic policy. There is no economic development. The plan is PROMESA. The plan is austerity. You know, it's always to serve outside interests. That's what a colony exists for. That's what the land exists for. That's what the people there, the labor there exists for. It's to serve interests outside of Puerto Rico. It's to serve capital outside of Puerto Rico. And the decision makers just so happen to be in New York City, in Washington, D.C., in Boston, etc.
1: Yeah, and let's and let's let's remind the folks that we have to remain vigilant because you know if you if you listen to to a lot of these these uh, uh, politicians, you listen to a lot of these leaders, they they will they will love to explain to you the reasons why Puerto Rico cannot be considered um, uh, a a colony. And and I would say it's strictly an argument of semantics. They got they got real. You know, uh, weird with the wording. They got, they got, they, they started to use this pretzel logic to try to explain to you why you're not what you know you are, and what you're fighting to liberate yourself from. You know, let's not forget that this, this, you know, a big reason why we had, you know, Puerto Rican nationalists, you know, go and visit Congress um, in the what years is this? Rafael Cancer Miranda Lolita Lebron. Yeah, this is this. The UN had a, had a committee. Um, that its its sole purpose was to put, put together a list of 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 nations or territories that were you know deemed to be colonies and and put them on a a a, a list for uh, decolonization. And there was a one at one point that Puerto Rico was on that list because you know as as societies of the world came together, eventually um, began to see the the immorality uh, in in holding colonies, and and they came together and through the UN started to decolonized places now all that really happened in puerto rico to get off that list was this play of words really you know because if, if you really look at the evidence on the ground uh, you will see that puerto rico is not a self-governing place and that's one of the requirements to be in that list in the first place but then we get this 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 free associated state status right I'm talking about right there, free associated state. <laughs> yeah. But you're not free. You're
0: not, you're not associated because you're a property you belong to. Right. And you're not a state in the sense that you're not a nation state, nor are you a state of the union. Right. But this is
1: this is what Congress drafts up. That's some dystopian shit. It's it's wild, bro. It's wild when you look at it. It's it's, it's disrespectful, really. Uh, and, and and that's essentially all it took. That 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 play on words. That 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 label that essentially takes Puerto Rico off of that list. But there were people in Puerto Rico that understood that, hey, we're still a colony. And they did many revolutionary acts to try to not only tell the U.S. that, but the world that, hey, we're still a colony. We're still being colonized. We're still being marginalized. We're having our human rights violated down here. You know, let's let's, let's look at Maria for for an example. Hurricane Maria happens, and immediately you get Trump going down there. And literally referring to Puerto Rico is nothing more than a line item on a budget, and is being thrown out of whack because of this natural uh, disaster, right? Well, the natural disaster in the form of the hurricane, but all, all of the failures, all the structural um, failures that happened within Puerto Rico were, were man-made, and, and, Puerto, and Maria kind of exposed uh, and shows the world what was really going going on. So you got to ask yourself if the only thing. That came out of Trump's mouth that, that for me resonated was the fact that you finally referred to us as what you really view us as, and it's this, this property, this, this, this chattel uh, um, that, that you own, and it has to be managed in the eyes of Congress as opposed to a people, as opposed to a nation that should be treated with dignity. Like, like just, just look at the, the, the distinctions between the response to, to a, a, a hurricane uh, between Texas in, in, in Puerto Rico, and you tell me the only difference is is a political status? Aren't aren't those humans? I mean, if you really want to get technical, those are both U.S. citizens. You're you're responding to, but why was the response so different? Why was it so callous? Why was it so indifferent from from you know yeah, uh, the U.S. I, government?
0: I, I think that that you know overall they res, they they failed in their responses to any hurricane, any natural disaster. And it's always uh, black and brown communities that get the bare brunt of it wherever it is. I think that Puerto Rico's situation is unique in the sense that it is a colony, right? And mm. and it, it does get the short end of the stick and is rendered invisible both on the national and international stage, right? That's what it means to be a colonial subject in many ways, where you are essentially invisibilized, where you... Um, quite frankly, do not exist. You are collateral, right? Like, like Trump going down there and, and downplaying the tragedy that was occurring and, and downplaying the amount of deaths, like it's only 16 deaths, you know, this isn't that bad, or whatever the fuck he was saying, is just an example of the callous nature of colonialism, mm-hmm. right? There is no benevolent form of colonialism there's no benevolent form of imperialism that does not exist you know and it always gets me when people talk about puerto rico as if it's a part of the united states when that's completely false like you said it's a pro- it's property it says the U- the the supreme court says it in, in black and white you know you don't got to take it from me they tell you straight up puerto rico belongs to
1: But it's not a part.
0: But it's not a part of the United States. It is property. That is what a colony is. It's important to to emphasize the fact that the responsibility of the crises that take place in Puerto Rico today fall on the United States. It falls on the, the people of the United States, their Congress, their executive branch, their Supreme Court, because they have the power over Puerto Rico, they control Puerto Rico and until that changes, that's what we have
1: right uh, but I also want to remind you know the listeners that that does not render um, Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans power less um, we do have a voice uh, we, we we can't force the hand um, of, of of Congress of the Puerto Rican government and we've we've seen this happen. Um, in the past, and and in the recent past as well, you know, uh, with with getting Rosario to finally uh, resign. Um, And I think that was important because it it did remind a lot of Puerto Ricans and a lot of the world that Puerto Ricans are not powerless. Um, This this idea that that we are a colony and we're going to do something about it is taking off on the island, and there's a lot of groups and, and, and organizations that are doing something about it and kind of spreading that message because it's important i i, I know we bring it up in, in a lot of other um episodes um but you know statehood is not a a decolon it is not a decolonizing option it doesn't decolonize uh, um Puerto Rico if anything it is the ultimate end result of colonization to begin with um and and you say this a lot yeah I mean we were actually talking about it earlier where you know it's not just about talking about the decolonization of Puerto Rico. We're, we're, we're talking about the freedom. We're talking about the liberation. We're talking about the self-determination, the sovereignty of Puerto Rico. Because, um, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, we start throwing these labels on and and, and, and you know, you start hearing it a lot in conversation with the people and groups that we'd we be talking to. is like, oh, decolonize, 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 decolonize. And it's almost lost its meaning. What does that even mean anymore? What is, what does a, a, a decolonized Puerto Rico look like? And I'd rather talk about that. What does a Puerto Rico that's free? What does a Puerto Rico that's sovereign? What, what what is a Puerto Rico that's determining its own destiny, its own future look like? Let's 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 start there, you know, and uh, and actually develop a framework where where that that happens and and is possible. Colonization is an ongoing
0: process, right? So where you used to have. Um, more of a military presence, right, with the early military governorships, right, and um, just the kind of outright brute force or outright display of brute force. Now you have technocrats implementing that colonialism, right? Mm. Now you have that through Natalie Juresco and the Fiscal Control Board, right? These are the new kind of... um, um, military colonels, if you will, right now instead of of that that military outpost, now it just becomes this economic outpost, where it becomes this 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 tax haven, right? This this place for money laundering, this place for corruption, um, and, and for people to to get their, you know, get their quick quick bucks and move on, right? Colonialism is an ongoing process, but we're
1: continuously fighting that right and and colonialism a, a lot like racism is highly adaptable where it has they'll they they'll, they have this insidious way of trying to convey to you that it's somehow in the distant past or it doesn't exist, but really all it did was take on new manifestations. We use different words now, but it's still the same thing. You know, and, uh, with respect to, to colonization, we you know we went from from military and, and weapons to really that being played out through through laws and and, and financial instruments. It's still colonization. It's still it's still. Uh, it, keeping Puerto Rico down it's still a form of of taking your
0: land going back to to the sugar plantations mm-hmm. right just just being the the absentee st- whereas you had the 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 sugar plantations you know essentially um Sucking Puerto Rico dry, right? Turning its agriculture into this monocrop economy, and, and taking out all the profits out of Puerto Rico and exploiting the labor, and then exporting—literally exporting the labor, right—to other to other parts. Um, now you see that with these corporations or with these individuals who come out here with their tax incentives. Um, Right. It's it's, it's a continuation of that land grab. It's a continuation of the displacement. It's a continuation of perpetuating precarity, right? It's no coincidence that damn near half of the people that live in Puerto Rico live under um, the federal poverty line. And when you come to the United States, it's not a coincidence that when you look at Puerto Rican communities, it's about the same. It doesn't change when you go to Hartford or when you go to Chicago, New York City or what have you. Where you see large Puerto Rican communities, oftentimes a lot of those issues of poverty are also um, being faced out here, right? It's not all um, glitz and glamour when you come to the United States. That's a part of being a colonial subject, right? Kind of being economically exiled, if you will. This process of colonialism is a form of violence, and we need to acknowledge it as such, and we also need to talk about the possibilities of the future, right? Being able to imagine a different existence, right? A different, um, a different relationship, a different power dynamic. It's important to imagine that because I feel like the crisis of uh, capitalism and colonialism really just um, sucks. The collective imagination out of us, and that constant struggle um, it, it, and resistance is keeping that culture, that imagination alive, and being able to push it forward to create new forms of um, social dynamics that are really decolonizing, um, mm-hmm. rather than just a, a continuation of the status quo, which is exploitation of Our land and our people.
1: So the reason why I felt, we both felt that it was important to to define colony is because, you know, we talk obviously, clearly talk about um, Puerto Rico a lot. And, And, you know, I don't care who you are or what you believe in. There is no conversation about Puerto Rico without talking about colonization in one way or another, whether you realize it or not. It's a colony with colonized people. And I, I felt it was important to define that because it, we get into certain spaces and certain conversations where we can't even agree on the language, you know. Because the truth is, there there are people who will look at me straight in my face and try to convince me that that Puerto Rico is not a colony, and 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 that's and that's and that's an issue. It's absurd,
0: um, right? Or they'll look at you in your face and say that democracy does exist in Puerto Rico.
1: Hmm. And, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll literally ask them to, to, uh, to prove it or, 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 you know, explain to me that, that perspective. And, and, and we're, just, we're just arguing some semantics at, at certain points. You we got to gotta call it out when
0: we see it because, again, colonialism is a violent process. And we're always on the defensive. And that's one of the biggest obstacles to organizing amongst Puerto Ricans is we're constantly just trying to survive let alone be able to organize uh, um, a decolonized uh, nation. Mm. So it's always this constant struggle. The facts are the facts, and Puerto Rico is a colony, so we we need to start there. And that's why we kind of wanted to come on and, and, and just talk about what a colony is and get some basics off the ground because it, it appears to me that that a lot of people are confused um a lot of people who are who sit in a place of privilege of, often take for granted the fact that they're beneficiary beneficiaries of a colonial system right nope. because that that that's also something that that gets lost is that that somehow there are not folks that are that are 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 not benefiting off the colonial relationship. There exists a, a a very comfortable class of Puerto Ricans that do benefit from the status quo and yes. do benefit from maintaining the status quo, and they'll front like they're, um, you know, for statehood or some other, um, some other political status. When in reality, all their interest is in maintaining the status quo because. They benefit from it.
1: Yeah, well, not only that, it's, it's not only just a status quo. It is the, the, the U.S.'s economic and political plan to maintain this current colonial status. There are, there's lots of, <laughs> there's lots of money being made. That's what it really, also, this status comes down to. There's too many corporations, there's too many uh, individuals Profiting, benefiting off of their current status, which is why it's met with su- such opposition when we when we talk about sovereignty, when we talk about self-determ- self-determination. self With that said, folks,
0: it's been an honor and a pleasure to get back on the microphone with you all. This is Speed Agua Pod. We go on a first-name basis here. I'm Alexis. That's Carlos. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace and love, people.